Welcome to episode 93 of Fundamentally Flawed. Uh, it's We're going quite quick today because there's a lot to fit in and we've got a limited amount of time. Uh, Mark hasn't joined us yet. If he does join us, then he'll come in. If not, Mark, we miss you. Come, come to the next episode. Uh, but we do have Jim. Hi, Jim. Howdy. And we do have uh, Peter. How, Peter? G'day. How are we going? I'm good. And obviously myself, I'm one. Okay, so, um, really... No adverts this yeah. week. No, no news headlines this week. There's only one topic of conversation, uh, and that's the new um, Maroon Five album. What do we all think? <laughs> yeah. It's cracking. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be Donald Trump's uh, grand tour of Britain. Oh yeah, these uh, golf clubbing. Um, it's yeah. let's face it, it's Brexit stupid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stupid, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's just the problem, isn't it? Everyone refers to it as Brexit. It's been branded as an exit from the very beginning. It's never been branded as a referendum on what we think about our membership of the European Union. It's been dominated from the start by <clears throat> uh, lies mm. and Tory mm. propaganda and mm. uh, a mistrust of brown people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, fueled by Rupert Murdoch. Oh, yeah. Well, Murdoch himself said that the reason he, he wanted uh, out was because if he went to number 10, they'd say yes, and if he went to Europe, they'd say no. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Brussels ignored him and London didn't, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, for those who... I, I, I don't think there's anybody on Earth who doesn't know what this is about, is there? So... Uh, well, maybe in five years' time when they're listening to this podcast, they, yeah, they might yeah. uh, wonder. Yeah. So Britain had a vote. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, the story is that David Cameron was desperate to... Uh, Keep keep the, his divided party together long enough for him to become prime minister again. Mm. Uh, wanted to make sure he could appeal to UKIP voters or uh, Tory voters that could potentially go UKIP. So he made a rather rash promise to uh, mm. have a referendum on our membership of the uh, European Union. I think mm. I don't think he was expecting to get a majority government. Uh, and if he hadn't got a majority government, he would have been able to just sort of drop it very quietly. But unfortunately, he did. He got the seats and. <laughs> Suddenly, he was in a position where he had to do it. So he then set a date, mm. and it then happened. And I think we could safely say it's blown up completely in his face. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, it is totally. It's a, uh, I mean, I have, a, I have a question, though. This has puzzled me. What happens if when... Because apparently there's some uh, question mark over the legality of, of his government yeah. due to some dodgy dealings going on. What happens if some... I don't know how that plays out in your British courts, but what happens if they find that the government is indeed not legally elected... Does that null the um, referendum? Yeah, that's that's the $6 million question, really, because what happened was that there are very strict rules on how much money parties can spend on electioneering, uh, unlike in the States where it's basically unlimited. Um, there's actually a kind of a fairly low uh, cap on how much parties can spend, but there are clever ways around it. If you offset the cost of the national campaign against the cost of regional campaigns, you can sort of mush the numbers around a bit and make it more difficult for investigative journalists to find out what you're really doing. Luckily, um, Channel 4 News, produced by ITN, have got some very fine journalists and they got to the bottom of it. And uh, it's now really pretty clear that the Tories uh, broke uh, election spending rules flagrantly. They thought they could get away with it. And of course, that means that in places where they beat Nigel Farage's UKIP, mm. um, there could be, there could be, a, have to be a re-election, there could have to be a by-election again, and UKIP could stand and possibly have two MPs. 
uh, rather than the one that they've got at the moment. That's right, folks. A party with one MP can take an entire country out of an economic mechanism that will ruin it for the next 40 years. Yeah. Anyway. And I think this is something that Mark's brought up in the past in previous episodes, is that this whole thing, that the, the amount of seats that it rests on, uh, the, the uh, majority is fairly slim that the Tories are sitting on at the moment and more than those seats are being are possibly going to be shown to have been fraudulently taken yeah <laughs> if all the seats if all the seats that are in question according to the Channel 4 News investigation have been fraudulently won uh, then it would mean that Cameron didn't have a majority and therefore was in no position to call a referendum in the first place and so we've mm. come out now <clears throat> You know, the tinfoil hat brigade could leap on this and say, oh, it's all been done deliberately from the very start. I think it's just because they're fucking incompetent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, it certainly comes across as t massive incompetence. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, the other thing about it as well is that uh, it, uh, the initial kind of panic after it happened obviously tanked the global economy and the pound. Um, mm. I don't know if anybody else is looking at the Telegraph's website had a very good live update thing going on of the economic side of it. And I started watching that kind of quite early in the morning, and it was just mm. disaster after disaster. Mm. It was uh, like yeah. uh, two hundred billion wiped off the value of UK shares, mm. which was oh, the yeah, and that was of twenty-four years worth of EU membership. <laughs> yeah, I think someone on the BBC pointed out that you, you know that it's been a, a seismic day in politics when the second headline is that the pound was devalued by more than it's ever been in the last twenty-five years. Well, at the height of the economic collapse caused by the same bastards who've now taken us out of Europe. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing as well, at another point in the same day, the BBC said you can tell, BBC said you can tell it's bad when the Prime Minister resigning is the second news yeah. item. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not the lead and, item. And it's, 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 I know, I was totally shocked, I, and I, I thought it must have been a joke, but is it true that that means Boris Johnson is going to get the Prime Ministership? No. Is that really going to happen? No. Uh, what will happen is that there'll be a leadership uh, election now. Uh, Boris is currently the favourite, but the usual lineup of suspects are starting to get into place and jockey yeah. for position. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean sure Boris will be. be. Yeah. It's likely that he'll get it because he's the favourite at the moment. But uh, Boris kind of faced quite an interesting reaction when he left his house yesterday. Uh, you can find if you look online, you can find the, the footage. He got very, very booed. Yeah, mm. a lot of people booed him. A lot of people heckled him. He didn't look like a happy man. He didn't come out looking like somebody who just won something. Uh, when he appeared on the television later on, when he was uh, giving some kind of speech or whatever, uh, making his uh, you know statements about the whole thing, he didn't look like a man who'd won anything. He looked quite oh. kind of rattled, and was sort of stuck. There's a a piece by Martin Fletcher on the New York Times dot com set it, it, a bit of in depth journalism setting out why, why, how we could get to the point where we could vote for uh, to leave the EU, and he, he points to Mr Johnson's career that began as a Eurosceptic uh, opinion former in the Telegraph, uh, way, way back in the nineties. You know, Boris Johnson shaped the way. Fleet Street spoke about you know bureaucrats, Brussels, the you know the European project, Juncker. It was it was Boris Johnson's project to mm. make the British people frightened and fearful of what the European Union actually is. And then he has the brass neck 
to go on TV and accuse those of us who want to stay of being the ones who are employing fear tactics. It's it's been it's been an exercise in crowd control and manipulation and lies from the very very mm. beginning. And by the very beginning, I mean ten plus years ago. Mm -hmm. mm. And it, the thing that's um, one of the things that's actually quite interesting is that some people today now things are starting to calm down a little bit. Some people are starting to say, "Well, actually, hang on a second. This is only a referendum. It's not legally binding." Yeah, uh, yeah. The guy so who called yeah. it has now stood down, whose job it would have been to implement right. it. He's basically said, yeah. "Fuck you all," and he's gone. Uh, and I was reading somewhere someone saying that, "Well, yeah, is there is there a chance that what might happen here is that with the very short attention span of the British, will it now get kind of bogged down in red tape for a bit?" And then Boris use it, or whoever gets him to be the Tory leader, use it as a way to renegotiate a couple of things with Europe, because Europe actually really don't yeah. want us to leave. The only reason why oh, they're no. saying Article 50 has to be invoked straight away is because they want to get rid of the instability in the markets. Um, yeah. But it, they would much rather that we stayed in, because if we leave, then that's going to give all the other right-wing nutcases in other countries, as we've already seen with the Front National in France, uh, yes. it's going to give them the inspiration to want to go and start their own referendum processes, and it could break up the Union. Yes. And as yeah. it's been pointed out before, the history of Europe has gone war, 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 arguments about bananas. And yeah. <laughs> I would rather have the arguments about bananas than yeah. what has been pretty much solid <clears throat> wars in Europe. I mean, yeah. as recently as 100 years ago, as recently as less than a century ago, we've had land wars in Europe. And this is something that people have forgotten. My grandfather oh. is 98 years old. Oh. He was alive during it. Mm. <laughs> it's like it's there's still people alive that were involved in that war and, and and then they've got the brass balls to run campaigns with slogans like i want my country back and i, I every time i yeah. see that fucking poster i think yeah you're right i want my country back from cunts like you yeah mm. yeah so i mean it's it's I, I it would be interesting to see if they now come up with a way of not leaving um, I have a sneaking feeling they will. I mean, the, it's like everybody's woken up from from what I'm reading here in Australia. It's a long way away, and I didn't. I know I wasn't involved in any of it, but we're following it madly. But reading the papers this morning and everything, you get the feeling that people are just waking up with a massive hangover, going, "What the fuck have we done? Yeah, yeah. Did, did we really go and smash that pub up last night? Holy yeah. fuck! Which, yeah, and and going, hang on a minute. I think we may have made a mistake. Well, there's the infamous Adam from Manchester yeah. who's become a bit of a meme in his own right now. Adam from Manchester who kind of said, oh, well, I made my vote and I didn't know that it was actually going to mean we'd leave. I just thought we'd yeah, stay yeah. in. Yeah, I saw, I saw dozens of comments of people saying, oh, I didn't think our vote was actually going to count. Went, Holy fuck, how stupid are you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is ridiculous. But maybe they were yeah, confused and, because of the way yeah. that the British voting system has always worked in the past. Maybe they thought that whatever their region voted for would be right. then the vote for that so that, you know, they yeah. could vote as much as they like. But, if you know, if the overall region voted, you know, the, you know weighted by the size of the... Uh, of the districts like it does with the general election maybe they thought that would happen that the individual votes wouldn't be so important but they didn't seem to get it counted as individual votes if there'd been one vote between it it still would have counted on individual votes people seem oh. to not understand and I think that's partly because of our broken voting system in the UK they don't seem to, because it, uh, we don't have proportional representation we have this kind of ridiculous first past the post thing they don't seem to get that maybe mm. that will happen you know that it'll be different in a different election um 
<laughs> well, yeah. it, I'd, I'd love to think that something could be done to stop us from leaving at the last minute, but I honestly don't think people would go for it. We tend to be a sort of country where once a result has been announced, then that's the result. Um, but it's also, you know, I mean, it's it's triggered the whole, it's reopened the debate on Scottish independence mm-hmm. again. And yeah. now the Irish, the Irish are talking about not wanting to have a, you know, a, a border. They're talking about having to open re- uh, negotiations on reunification of Ireland. And there's a, a Celtic belt, you know, there's a stretch there from Scotland to Ireland that wants to remain part of the European Union, mm-hmm. overwhelming voted in favour of remaining part of the European Union. And who can blame them? I, I think they should absolutely go for it. And if I could afford to move to Scotland and join the SNP, I would. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the thing that's the other thing that's been happening is that apparently there's a big a big spike in people looking at getting uh, Republic of Ireland passports, especially from Northern Ireland. A lot of people have been looking at that. Um, I myself looked into it because I read this thing. I looked at this article that was saying about you know ways to remain an EU citizen in the event of this going tits up, and one mm. of them was. If you've got an Irish grandparent, you can apply for Irish nationality because right. it's not the case of you you have to jump through hoops to get it. As long as you can provide the paperwork, they will give it you. You are right. technically, from their point of view, as long as you can prove it, you are an Irish citizen. Um, and so I, I thought about this and I thought, hang on a second, my grandmother was born in Dublin. So, well, there you go. So I've looked yeah. into this further. It turns out that my mother, who was born in Sheffield, is technically an Irish citizen even though she doesn't have an Irish passport, she could just apply for it. She All she has to do is just show yes. that her grandmother was Irish and they would give it to her. Uh, and all I need to wow. do is send them a copy of my grandmother's birth certificate and a copy of my mother's and a few other bits of paperwork and pay a couple of hundred quid and I could become a, an Irish citizen. So I'd be dual national and still an EU citizen. Yeah. And Dublin's right. got some great pubs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But then the other thing is, it's I've been there. I've seen them. They're great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got some great people as well, and none of them want yeah. to leave the EU. And yeah, it's well, just despicable. The, the, yeah, the thing but, is, no one in London wants to leave the EU either. The only two cities yeah. in the entire country at opposite ends. You know, Edinburgh yeah. and London are the most in favour of remaining, mm-hmm. and yet the entire rest of the country is taking us out, and it's just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. and it's been. I did see a bit, uh, the uh, thing about a petition, a, a petition that's, that's got a, a, apparently a million votes or a million signatures already, and this may be just you know more bullshit, but I saw it just recently before we came online here, a million signatures to a, for a petition in, in Britain to have a second referendum now. Hmm. Is that anything you guys have heard about? Yeah, yeah, I actually signed that. Uh, what it is, is it's yeah. now up to 1. Uh, 1.014 million. Uh, let me just click through onto it and I can tell you. So is that binding like they are here? You get a certain number, the parliament has to have a look at oh, it? Oh, it's way past that already, yeah. It has to be yeah, discussed right, yeah. if uh, yeah. it hits 10,000. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, yeah. I think is it 10,000 or 100,000? Okay, it will, be, it, will be, it will get a response if it gets to 10,000 and it has to be uh, considered, it has to be considered by parliament if it gets past 100,000 and it's now to over right. a million. Okay. Right, so yeah. basically, what they're arguing with that is they're saying that because the, the result was less than sixty percent in favour of leaving, of and that that was sixty percent of less than seventy five percent of the electorate, then it shouldn't be binding. Mm. It needs. To I can. Be, I got, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And they're saying that it needs to be rerun or looked into. Brian Cox, the oh, it's great scientist, um, has yeah. just tweeted today saying. Oh, just thinking out loud, what would happen if more than 17 million people signed that petition? Yeah. 
There you go, yeah. yeah, it's, cool. yeah and he's got <laughs> 1.7 million followers. So yeah. he could bump it up quite significantly. I mean, since today, when I first looked at it this morning, it was still at well under a million. It's, it's gone, it's sailed over a million already today, and it's picking up steam. Yeah. And it's only been going since yeah, yesterday. All of this is operating on the assumption that we live in a democracy, and we don't. <laughs> we live yeah, in a market true. economy. We live in a country owned by the same people who are in power today as were in power yesterday. We don't need another election. We need a revolution. Yeah. We need to get rid of these people who are taking the piss out of all of us by telling us that we have a choice when we don't, mm-hmm. by telling us that we can either vote Tory or we can vote very Tory. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's been kind of interesting the way that the press have tried to make out, and the and the Blairites in the Labour Party have tried to make out that Jeremy Corbyn wasn't doing anything. And uh, yeah, I, as a Labour Party member, I posted yesterday saying it looks like Jeremy Corbyn dropped the ball on this until somebody, a friend of mine in Scotland, posted a list over all his engagements over the last month. And he's been yeah. every day out doing something to try and get people oh, yeah. to stay in. It's just that the BBC and ITV just haven't reported on it. No. And Not he comes right. I mean, yeah. Laura Coons... Well, the BBC has been absolutely appalling throughout the whole thing. Yeah. The, the, the bias on programmes like yeah. Question Time and Newsnight is absolutely treasonous. Yeah. And I use that word advisedly. David Dimbleby had a look of sheer joy in his face when he was finally able to announce that we were leaving the European Union. It's been one-sided on the BBC. Laura Coonsberg oh. calls herself the editor. She, she's, she couldn't write a fucking blog. She's got such a stick up her ass. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, she got booed at a Labour Party uh, press conference uh, because she was saying, well, you know, I think she said something along the lines of, well, you've not been, you don't appear to have been saying much about this, uh, Jeremy. And he's like, well, it's, I have. It's just you lot haven't been reporting it. You know, I can't help it if the BBC then don't report it. And people cheered him and then booed her. It's. Yeah. But it's true, they have been just ignoring what's been going on with him because it's, again, it's the, the people who are kind of wanting to keep things in the status quo are Tories and Blairites and the BBC is sucking up mm. to them because they feel that they're the people who will be able to maintain their charter. So, Well, it, it turned, it, the night before the referendum vote, there was a, a BBC Newsnight report and because they do actually have one or two decent journalists still working there... And he basically confronted Boris Johnson with the fact that the day before Johnson declared that he was going to be supporting the exit campaign, he wrote a column for his his Telegraph column praising the European Union and explaining why it was a good idea for him to stay and that he was going to support David Cameron. Cameron found out about this and, and went to bed happy in the knowledge that Boris Johnson, the face of acceptable Tory you know, the the most uh, apparently loved Tory politician went to bed knowing that Boris was going to be on his side and woke up the next morning absolutely, I think the the phrase was um, incandescent with rage to find that, in fact, Johnson had sent off the anti-EU article that he'd written at the same time as the pro-European article and that was the one that had gained traction and all of a sudden Boris was on team Brexit. They're playing us off against each other. They're seeing where the numbers go. They're seeing where they can stir the most shit. Mm. And we're all mm. the pawns in their little game of moving numbers around and slamming each other's dicks off the boardroom table at the oil companies and in the banks. And I'm mm. fucking tired of having the piss taken out of me by people who claim to be patriotic. Mm-hmm. It's it, the, And then the next day, obviously, then Farage is on uh, Good Morning Britain saying, oh, well, the, the, the 350 million, no, that, that was never going to go to the NHS. Oh, no, no, they, they misspoke when they said that. I, I wouldn't have said that. And then when he confronted, he said, oh, well, they ostracised me from the campaign. I would have told them not to do that. 
it's like and then uh, what's his name um, I, I can't remember the other MP's name was on was on another show saying oh well it won't really make much difference to immigration either and we'll still have to have free movement of workers it's like mm. so the two things that were the main points that the Leave campaign ran on mm-hmm. turn out to be one bullshit and second unenforceable it's, mm. so what have what have we done again What's what's been the point of this Absolutely oh. fucking nothing. Well, the point mm. of it has, has been uh, for Boris Johnson to try and get himself into number 10 and for Farage mm. to get himself some more power. It's basically the, the power grab of two mm. very uh, greedy men who mm. who are possibly sociopaths because they don't give a fuck about one to everybody else. So, mm. but it's just the Farage's face the next day. Man. I would have hoped... Well, just, it, I just feel so sorry that the rest of Europe is looking at us and thinking that that fucking idiot speaks for, for us. He doesn't. The, the difference yes. in the vote, the, the, the lead by just over a million votes, is about the amount of people who vote UKIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, there was a thing in the German papers today which I read that saying, basically, uh, I can't remember some German politician saying, why do we have to suffer because of some Tory fucking argument in Britain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. And it is—it is a we mm. having to suffer. It's not just the British yeah. having to suffer. It's yeah. rippled out across the whole world. Um, yeah, some European countries' economies have been hit far worse than ours by it. Um, wasn't yeah. it uh, Turkey? No, Greece's economy has been hit by over ten percent. You know, and obviously they're in mm. a position where they can take that, aren't they? Um, mm. The shares in—I uh, think it was in Tokyo Stock Exchange. The shares dropped by thirteen percent. It's. It's just crazy. Yeah, uh, there were some some of the the worst projections from yesterday were saying that overall the global value would be of, well the global economy's value would drop by one point five trillion dollars in the space of twenty four hours because of it. Um, mm. I mean, luckily that seems to have been slightly more pessimistic than what happened. There just seemed to have been a slight recovery yeah. as people have like you say, people, oh, yeah. people have kind of sobered up a bit yeah. and gone, "Whoa, there, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah well, because yeah. Mark Mark Carney, rather than the Chancellor, came out on the morning that the vote had been announced. The Governor of the Bank of England came out and said, "Oh, don't worry about that. He's a couple of trillion. We'll do whatever it takes. They can find the money whenever they fucking want." Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's That's interesting bizarre. you say about that Mark Carney coming out rather than the Chancellor. Uh, Nick, yesterday we were watching telly and Nick just said, do you think George Osborne's dead? Because there's been no sign of him. He's he has just, vanished, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's disappeared. But he did that last time. Do you remember he just vanished? Last time there was things got a little bit difficult. He disappeared for a bit. It's like, well, what's going on here? They have a habit of this. I think Jeremy Hunt's done the same when things have got a bit heated. He's disappeared and sent along one of his representatives instead. It's just like, what are these people? I do wonder, though, because uh, Gideon Osborne has managed to maintain his job for, for many, many years, despite clearly being utterly incompetent at it. Uh, and I do wonder, <laughs> yeah. what does he know? <laughs> what dirt has he got on Boris and yeah. I mean I swear to God if he's still the Chancellor if Boris ends up being the Prime Minister and, he, and Gideon's still the Chancellor you kind of think what happened at university that he yeah. knows about oh, he knows where the bodies are buried yeah literally well, well, knows where the bodies yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, either that or he knows where the Polaroids are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the summer of whatever year it would have been, the you know, the summer of 81, he, he knows where the hobo's buried. In it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And he's good at like, well, I will tell them, Boris, I'll tell them, David. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, you can keep your job. 
I mean, any other chancellor would have been gone. We'd be about three chancellors in by now, but for some reason... He's had three budgets now where the headline announcement uh, has failed to get through his own party's backbenchers because they've been using their Euroscepticism as a, a, a crowbar to force the democratically elected government to carry out their bidding. Now that they've finally got their own way and they've got the country out of the EU, where are those Eurosceptic MPs going to go? <laughs> what, are they, <laughs> what are you going to call themselves? What, 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 what wedge are they going to use to get their own way in the Tory pie mm-hmm. now that the biggest one is out of the way? The, the one that they've been using for the past 30 years. Yeah. Where, where are they going to go now? Are they going to sit back and, oh, that's it, now England's perfect. Good night, everyone. <laughs> no. Now that they've got this victory, they're going to decide that, oh, well, you know, poor people don't really need an extra bedroom and disabled children can just sort of crawl on their hands and knees. They don't need a health service to take care of them. What are they going to do next? Yeah. Now, this is the thing. These are the same people who wanted to break up the NHS have explicitly said, in the, ta- in the case of Priti Patel, that they want to reduce workers' rights. These are the same people who, who the poorest members of our society have handed power to because they mm. thought that they were anti-establishment because of the way that Farage <laughs> and Johnson, both public school boys, uh, Farage, a former merchant banker, as far as I understand it, uh, and a former Tory, they, the two of them presented themselves as being, oh, we're men of the people, we're the alternative. Gove saying, oh, we've had enough of listening to experts. It's like, oh. what the fuck is wrong with these people? They, the, firstly, that these these ministers will be so dishonest, and then that they will work, play on the gullibility and the wishful thinking of the poorest members of our society to get their own way. And it's those poorest members of society, as I said, who will be fucked the hardest by this. Uh-huh. It's the, and the areas that are going to be that voted the most to leave because now the breakdowns are starting to come down out of which areas voted what the places which the largest votes to leave the EU were the places who had the most funding from it oh yeah mm. so That's, the poorest that, places in Britain that had relied on the most funding because their own government couldn't fund them or wouldn't fund them therefore had to get money from abroad to help them out have now cut that off a good example today is Cornwall have shit their pants and have sent a message urgently yeah. saying, oh no, can you guarantee we'll still get the 60 million we rely on? It's like, yeah, well, why weren't they thinking about that the other day? How come this suddenly occurred to them today? Because brown people are taking their jobs. <laughs> and that, and I'm not, I don't mean that in a small way. I mean, that is the only thing that these people have voted on. They've voted on a lie based upon a xenophobic stereotype of people who come to our country for the so-called benefit system and the yeah. health service, and it's just not fucking true. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know yeah, how many yeah, times, yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. me and David Cameron agree on fucking little else, but every single time he was asked about this question on in the TV debates, he had to point out to people who just didn't fucking listen to him anyway that yeah. it, there's a, a period of time when somebody has to be contributing uh, to, to the country before they can start taking benefits before they can start applying for housing and it, the message just didn't sink in because the only thing they've had rammed down their throats for the past 10 years by newspapers yes. like the Daily Mail is that brown people are coming for your jobs and that's what they yeah, voted against Yeah, we, we get the same problem, we've got, an, we've got an election coming up next week actually for a national for our new 
parliament, hopefully, and one of the, and the, and the immigration minister, who's a complete fucking arsehole, otherwise known as Mr. Potato Head, um, <laughs> he came out with a statement just the other week saying, "Oh, you've got to watch out for these immigrants. They, they, they come over here and they lounge off all our benefits. They 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 go on the dole and then they steal your jobs." Wow. Hang, on, hang on a minute. You, you can't do both. <laughs> yeah, these these immigrants coming yeah. to Australia, stealing yeah. our land, yeah. claiming the country yeah, yeah. for their own. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. The Aborigines yeah, you feel make like it that, up, don't they? Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. make it no. up. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't make it up. No, no. In the same breath, you know. Unbelievable. It's just Well, I mean, one of the things that was quite horrifying was, oddly enough, it was actually kind of local news uh, stations like Midlands Today and people like that ran interviews with people in the street and there have been a few of these have been starting to get reposted so you can see what other what other parts of the country have run and the I, where was it there was one place up north where they, they were interview, everybody they interviewed was like oh it's just a, I, I want to stop Muslims getting in mm-hmm. and this other woman was like oh it's made my country great again and she goes what's Europe ever done for us and the guy interviewing her said well it, <laughs> it's putting loads of money into your area and yeah. kept the area afloat after the mines closed and you know stopped you falling into yeah. absolute chaos and she goes oh I don't I don't know about that but I, I feel proud today I've got my country back I've got my England back it's, mm-hmm. and that, in Birmingham they interviewed a few people around near where I live because I live in Hells Owen and they live they interviewed some people in Tipton that's about two or three miles down the road from here and they had one person going well this is the happiest day of my life and this is totally <laughs> amazing because all these I, can, I can't get an house right and I can't get good a job and all these immigrants are coming over here and they're sending our money back overseas so we've got less money here no they're sending our actual money and it's it, she mm. gave them impression that she thought they were sending the physical notes away yeah. that was causing us to have less physical money in the country and mm. other people were like oh well these immigrants right they've come over and they're all taken over everywhere and they've got to stop in it it's like oh fuck's sake so yeah they, but this this xenophobia has been stoked up by the press mm. and by mm. the right wing for years and years and years and now it's it's come back to bite something else. It's very much like what's happening in the states with Trump. The Republican yep. Party has created this uh, this electorate that are right wing lunatics. And now it's yep. come around. And, who'd have thought the monster they made would come back and bite them? And that's exactly what's well, happening here. here too. So yeah, yeah so right wingers here are doing exactly. They're taking the playbook and running with it. Exactly the same one. But it's a worrying thing. It's just, and it's yeah. it's not. It's something that's also been noticeable on in kind of our little corner of the world in the, on kind of the Google Plus YouTube kind yeah. of area that there are people who. Um, in the past have been regular contributors to this podcast and have been regularly mm. involved in it and who would regularly come on the post-show when it was a video podcast, who have now taken such right-wing views that they're almost yep. a hair's breadth away from being almost fascist in the views they're looking. Mm. You know, yeah. And there's been a, yeah. a like one of the most popular YouTubers at the moment uh, in atheist circles. Well, there's a couple. There's a guy who calls himself Atheism is Unstoppable. He uses a picture of a, of a kangaroo as his avatar. And he's a guy called Devon. He, he's from the States. He lives in Germany. And he's just had one of his channels nuked by YouTube for hate speech. Because he is just uh, horribly bigoted. He claims that uh, black people create, uh, commit more crime because of genes. Um, oh, ah. he, I mean, he's a straight-up racist, this guy. Mm. Uh, he doesn't what seem to understand that he lives in Germany where what he's saying could actually see him put in jail for three years. So yeah. <laughs> he's not really thought of that. Uh, there's a guy called Sargon of Akkad who has given... Uh, 
room is given speaking room to Tommy Robinson from the EDL. Oh, Tommy oh. Robinson has now been embraced by the sceptical free-thinking community. Yeah, Tommy Robinson of the EDL, former member of the BNP, mm. uh, former uh, current member of Pegida. Uh, has a long here. People, uh, people got into a lot of kind of heat with me about this because I pointed out saying he's a bit of a racist because uh, Saiten atheists used him in a cartoon as the voice of reason in one of his, you know, increasingly anti-Muslim cartoons, um, mm. and he presented him as the voice of reason. And I could have said, well, I'm, I, this makes me feel a bit uneasy. I don't know that that's the right person to be using. Uh, Shitstorm fell upon me from all these people saying, "Oh, how dare you say that? How prove that Tommy Robinson's a racist?" <laughs> it's like oh, okay. it's everything he's done and said over the last 10 years yeah pick a quote any quote and they're saying well well that doesn't prove he's racist I've had people this week arguing that the word packy isn't racist oh oh my goodness <laughs> yeah that's how things yeah. have gone that I mean I've reached the point now where um I was still kind of keeping a lot of people unblocked on Google Plus, uh, and a guy called Chris Duncan, who goes under the name uh, Nar Warrior, um, kept on saying to me, "Look, just block them. They're all a bunch of fucks." He goes, "Life's much nicer when you don't have to even read their idiocy." And I was like, "No, no, you've got to let these people engage." And then I could have thought yeah. yesterday, yeah. "Fuck them. Why should I?" Yeah. <laughs> Life's a fly. I've got no obligation to continue interacting with these people. So, I, goodbye. Bye bye, is what I'm now saying to them. Yeah. But apparently, if you do that, then you're a cuck and a regressive yeah, 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 and a social justice yeah, warrior. Yeah, and people yeah, then call you away. Steve Shives. Yeah, they go, oh, you're Steve Shives Jr. You just want to live uh, in your echo chamber. Oh, you're a coward. Uh, it's like. Mm, okay, well, uh, says the group that are all in lockdown. Think whatever you want. Yeah. There's only so much fuckwittery you can put up with. Mm, yep. Absolutely. Mm. There's only so much fuckwittery you should put up with. But it is a disturbing trend towards right wing thinking. Towards Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Proper I, xenophobia. My, my daughter was talking about it just last week. She gets to vote this time around, and mm -hmm. she's been picking up on this right-wing bullshit that's going around and thinking and, and commenting on it as if she she thinks it's you no know, it's, it's interesting and not a bad idea and I, I had to set her straight last week on that yeah <laughs> I gave her a very long lecture on it yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. like Alex I'm a member of the Labour Party too and some of the literature that they were sending out explaining the Labour remain position in the EU referendum uh, was you know interesting stuff policy points to talk about with friends and family all of that kind of stuff and in the pack there was this poster that just said Labour remain and obviously the intention was that you would put it up in your living room window so your neighbours could see where you stood because that used to be a thing people used to have the right to express their opinions and, mm. and all of that and as soon as I saw that poster living in the area that I live in which is pretty much wall to wall UKIP posters on the end of fences and I knew mm. at the moment that I saw that poster in the post that if I put it up in my window, it would virtually guarantee that somebody would either damage my car or smash my windows or put yeah, shit through but, my door. Yeah, yeah. And I th it was a chilling moment of realising that these people are on the cusp of taking control. Mm. I mean, they, they, they want carnage. They want us to hate each other. They murdered a member of parliament. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and Farage, huge news. Yeah. yesterday yeah. Farage very, very tastelessly said, oh, well, we've, we've won this without a single shot being fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> apart from yeah. the ones that shot a, a sitting MP to death, yeah. Nigel. What about those yeah. shots? Mother of two. Yeah. Yeah. But according to some uh, of the, the more kind of amazing left-wing thinkers, uh, that was possibly deserved and 
you know, what, what is she, why should we really could be worried? And maybe it was a, I've heard some people suggest that it possibly it was set up to try and swing the uh, referendum. Oh, oh you kidding I've had two people saying, I'm not saying, I've, had, uh. I've read two people say this. They said, well, I'm not saying that it is that, and I don't think it is. But it did cross <laughs> my mind that maybe, uh. you know, this had been put done by shady forces. Yeah, to classic help conspiracy the yeah. And somebody else had said, "Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd had a similar thought." And you know, and then they coach it and say, oh, they couch it and saying, "Oh, well, you know, I don't actually think this, but you know, what if?" Bullshit. Mm. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got, the most common, slightly less conspiratorial one that, that disgusted me was seeing people saying things like, "Well, one less politician." <laughs> you know, it's like just dismissing the fact that, that those two kids lost their mother and that guy lost his yeah. wife. To yeah, somebody yeah, who literally yeah. shouted Britain first whilst he was plunging the yeah. knife into a chest. And they yeah. still it still doesn't enter their heads that they might be on the the evil side of this. They're just, oh, we don't want brown people taking our jobs. We don't want... It. That is literally the only thing going through their fucking empty skulls. Well, it's, it's literally mm. that, you know, you kind of hear people kind of going, oh, you know what? You know what boils my piss? You know what boils my piss is seeing that cunt of a husband of hers talking on to I don't care that he lost his wife, right? Mm. Boils my piss that he's on there talking shit. He's a cunt. And you're kind of thinking, <sighs> oh, bloody hell. Because, yeah. because he's not kind of going kill all the Muslims or throw them all out of the mm. country. Uh, it was quite fun to see the... Um, Fun isn't probably the word, but uh, Britain First saying, oh, yeah, it's not all Britain First people are like that. Uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah. It doesn't represent uh, all of us. Uh, How does that work, Britain I First? I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> so, dear, dear. Yeah. Yeah. It's the well, ugly I've got, to, I've got to get back to work because it's the kind of middle of the afternoon yeah. daytime here in the UK. Um and it, uh, you know, I wish we could have got together to talk about uh, a close victory or even a big victory or in the referendum. And I hope next time we get together, sooner rather than later, we yeah. can talk about other stuff that's going on in the news. But I just want to say to people who listen to us overseas, we're not all Nigel Farage. He's a dick. He doesn't speak for me. He doesn't speak for any right-thinking person. It's The whole thing has been brought about because of the right-wing press. Mm. And the lies and spin and the Murdoch bullshit. Interesting enough, Nigel Farage is very un, is reasonably unknown over here. We all we see is Boris Johnson. Yeah. So it, 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 that, that's that, yeah. So yeah, I, I I do understand that he's probably bigger over there and, and probably more to blame. But the 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 visual that we get, yeah, certainly in this side of the, the globe, is oh, it's all Boris Johnson running it, running the show. You know, so mm. either yeah. way, he's a dickhead. There's no doubt about it. The guy is an absolute cunt. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. And I think that's a really good place to draw things to a close. Uh, you see, <laughs> this is this is what you get, listeners. Other podcasts will then ramble on for another eight hours. We we pull it in at less than forty minutes, and it's wall to wall, wall to wall gold. Even if we do say it ourselves, which we do. Uh, YouTube version of this. Feel free to tell us what that we are cooks, SJWs, and aggressives below. I'm sure you will do. Uh, iTunes version. Uh, You don't have to put up with that. So yeah, good on you for listening to it on iTunes because it saves you from having to read the uh, vacuous and ill-informed comments that some of our listeners leave. Uh, (laughs) On that note. Having just alienated most of our listeners. Uh, Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too many of them as it is. Get them all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Stuart Lee yeah. would say, I'd rather they didn't come at all. I don't like it when you yeah. people come. Uh, 
So, yeah. on that bombshell, all that's left to say is a fundamentally flawed goodbye. Goodbye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Bye.